Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Pretty and Petty, Petty Podcast. Podcast. Where being pretty is a privilege. But being petty is so much more fun. Okay, y'all. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you guys so much for the participation that, um, you know, you guys been tapping into all of our episodes. Um, so thank y'all. I know we've been talking a lot about relationships lately, but today we are talking about something a little different. Um, we're going to be talking about entrepreneurship today. Yes. And that's super exciting because it's something that I'm still early in my journey and Erica is now starting on the entrepreneurial journey. So you guys will be going through this process mm-hmm. essentially with us, which is super yeah, exciting. Super exciting. So because Sydney is a full-time entrepreneur, I'm going to be asking her some questions and then we're just going to share our stories to help, you know, anyone who is in the same position that we are out a little bit. Or anybody that wants to, you know, tap into entrepreneurship um, or thinking about it. So yeah. yeah, let's dive right into it. Okay, so Sydney, tell me a little bit about your background and when you decided that you wanted to tap into entrepreneurship. So I think that I always knew Mm -hmm. that I was gonna be an entrepreneur, but when it came to going to college, it wasn't optional in my house. And so it was pick a career Mm -hmm. or pick a major. And so I went into business, which was very fitting for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I focused on marketing and international business because being part Asian, I kind of wanted to go to Asia. I wanted to live overseas. I wanted this very unconventional lifestyle. And so I had that as a plan, graduated in 2012, and then ended up just getting a job randomly, honestly, because I thought I was going to move overseas. Mm -hmm. So got a job at a spa, Mm -hmm. And it kind of went from there. So really based on chance, I'm such a firm believer in just allowing your life to kind of flow. And if it fits and it makes sense and it's relatively easy for you to just flow into it, I just kind of let things happen. And so started working for a spa, actually got a ton of experience and exposure because I was working in small business, almost same experience a lot of people that do a startup get where they just learn so much in um, a period of time. So knew that I could do the same thing and that I could probably do it better just based on my personality Mm -hmm. and my understanding of customer service and things like that. Um, And so after that, I went to aesthetic school just because I wanted to be able to contribute if at one point I wanted to open my own space. and so, yeah, it kind of just so took you, off from there. Anybody that doesn't know, she's a full-time esthetician. Yes. And has her own, like, company, skin identity, mm-hmm. you know. So, did you always know that she wanted to do, like, esthetician work? Or was that experience, um, you know, you overseas getting that job at the spa is what really made it for you? So, since I wasn't able to go overseas, I had to change my change my mind about what my plan was and not being so set on like this is my plan this is what I decided I wanted to do because as believers we don't really know what we're supposed to be doing right Right. so um I trusted the ease of transition Mm -hmm. for me and luckily the person that I was working with well not even luckily I believe if you're working with the right people and you're in the right space, things will just flow and you'll be able to experience a lot. So 
um, she gave me the opportunity to really hone a lot of my managerial skills. Okay. Um, I was working on the customer service side. So I had enough of that experience opening a location for her mm-hmm. and doing it on somebody else's dime and mm-hmm. not having to put my own right. $50,000, $100,000 out there. Right. So I learned a lot in that. Mm-hmm. But I never intended coming out of college that I was going to work at a spa and I right. wanted to be an esthetician. Right. For me, it was... I'm either going to go get my master's mm-hmm. or I'm going to stay in this field and then I'm going to get more education in mm-hmm. this field. So I became an esthetician just because it was the most authentic for right, me right. in the beauty industry. But I knew if I wanted to open a place, I wanted to be able to contribute. Right. So I am a firm believer in that when you're going into ownership, entrepreneurship, that you know all the levels like I had worked at the front desk I had you know That's now I was so giving important. myself an opportunity That's to give so service important. yeah so I had also cleaned up I had done the hiring I had made a manual for my staff I had trained my staff even though I wasn't licensed to do it at the time I knew what it took and what I was expecting out of them as service providers and what I would expect as a consumer right and I think that's so, so important to to note that before you become a boss, you have to do every position yes. that you can possibly think of to even become mm-hmm. that type of boss. Yeah, exactly. That. Yeah. yeah, and that's actually how I fell out of wanting to do nursing. Okay. I graduated in 08, so of course the market had crashed mm-hmm. at that point. And so my grandmother's like, you need to get which we now know an essential career. Right. And so I looked into nursing. Mm-hmm. Um or the market was about to crash. And so I looked into nursing and I realized I never wanted to work at a nursing home. Mm-hmm. It was too sad for me. Yeah. And my mom was like, well, you don't have to. And it's like, if the only job available is to work at a nursing home, then what am I going to do? Right. Because I'm going to be unhappy. Right. And so for me, in choosing a career, whether it's that you're going into entrepreneurship or you're working corporate, any position that's under there, I say you should have no problem wanting to do all those things. They may not be your favorite. Right. Obviously, nobody wants to be the janitor, but I take pride in cleaning my space because I'm so proud of the work that I'm doing and I'm so happy to come into work that I take pride in cleaning yeah. you know, my space now and things like that. So I knew, at least in this industry, I liked every level of it. I liked working the front desk. I liked managing my staff. I liked the client interaction. I liked building those relationships. So for me, it was a natural fit, and it wasn't something that I planned for. I just allowed, you know, the job and the experiences to... I just I just gave myself all right. to the experience so that I could authentically find out if it was good for me the and same we, way I did with nursing and found out it wasn't right. even good for me. And would you say that's kind of like a part of being an entrepreneur? Absolutely. Like just not even just going with the flow of things, but mm. figuring everything out yeah. as life goes along. Yeah, but being 100% present mm-hmm. to what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And so The hard thing about entrepreneurship is sometimes the inconsistency. So people almost take on too much sometimes. And so it's really giving yourself at least a period of time to fully embrace Mm -hmm. what journey you're about to go on and being completely present so that you can see every phase of it or so that you can take part in 
every one of the positions that right. you're looking to fill right. or that you're going to have to fill on your own. Right. So it is, I mean, it is a leap of faith, but it also, you have to be completely committed to to that process. And that brings my next question. What did you do to prepare yourself for that transition of coming from a corporate environment mm-hmm. into full-time entrepreneurship? So for me, every part of it, is preparation so i knew if i wanted to open my own space five years down the line two years down the line however long that was gonna take i there were certain things that i wanted to be able to do so going to school was nothing but an investment into my preparation i never intended to actually take clients which is kind of crazy that i do that on a full time now i never thought i was going to take clients i just wanted my staff i knew i wanted my staff to be able to respect me because i could jump in or if my staff wasn't going to show up that i didn't have to cancel clients and so I prepare myself by becoming more educated than right. I actually needed to be for the mm-hmm. position I thought I wanted. Right. Um, I made sure my credit was right. right. I made sure that I worked for somebody else and allowed myself to get as much experience mm-hmm. as possible yeah. on somebody else's experience. Right. So kind of riding their coattail, kind of shadowing them and their um, and their journey so that I knew what mistakes I didn't want to make. Mm-hmm. Like... Coming into it, I thought I needed to spend fifty thousand to mm-hmm. open a successful business. Right. When I got down to it, I spent five. That's amazing. And I'm making the same money that the girl mm-hmm. that I worked for mm-hmm. was was making. I also learned I don't necessarily want a staff. Mm-hmm. That's not something that I really want to do right off the bat. Now maybe down the line when yeah. I want to be making I want to give myself a little bit more flexibility. Um then I would consider it, but because I had already managed staff, I knew I didn't really want to manage right. staff anymore. So by prep- by my preparation, I made sure that I experienced a little bit of everything that I knew I was going to need or that I wanted to implement into my future in the business, even though I hadn't even written my business plan at that time. I I just knew that it was an idea. Right. And something that I was interested in doing and that I knew I would do a a really good job at. Mm -hmm. So in that, I wanted to make sure that I was thoroughly educated and able to contribute in every way that the Mm -hmm. business would need me to contribute. That's amazing. Yeah. So it was, it's been a lot. Yeah. It's, it's a. Tell us about some of the hardships that you faced. And the rewards that go along with being an entrepreneur. Okay. That's actually a good question because I don't, I try not to look at the obstacles so much as like hardships because if you do get down on that stuff, it'll slow down your process. Um, So I think. Working for somebody, which kind of forced my hand in entrepreneurship. So as much as I feel in my heart that I'm supposed to be an entrepreneur, it's a lot more, there's a lot more security in working for somebody else. Mm. You know that they have to pay you. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, 
yeah, you are working on their schedule, but you can get benefits right. and all of those things. So I can understand where the safety is in that and why people stay in it. And so for me, I ended up, which I think is God pushing me, is I ended up having these battles with people that I worked for. And I think it was really because God was telling me, this is not where you're supposed to be at. I have more for you. I want more for you. I've put all these things into you. And now you have have completed your season in this Mm -hmm. space. So a lot more of my hardships came trying to get Mm -hmm. comfortable with the idea of it's time to take that leap of faith. Mm -hmm. And and trusting mm-hmm. in not only my relationship with God, but also in just my own abilities. Yourself, and exactly. yeah, and believing in myself and right. knowing that I've done the work, I prepare myself, I am ready for mm-hmm. this. And so with that, I found that um, I think a lot of my groundwork was more hardship Mm -hmm. and now I have like different experiences and even with COVID having all of this for the landlord that I had all this drama that she created it's almost the same thing like okay you've been in this space two years now it's time I want to expand you I want more for you I want to give you more and trusting that even though it doesn't look like it's supposed to make sense it it's gonna be right. okay, and I feel like that's where I am right now. Yeah, because I agree. I've been so yeah, talk about that. I've been having so many, not many, but like hardships of just dealing with people mm-hmm. in my work environment. You know, I I'm in white corporate America, yes. so it's different. It's it way is. different, yes. and um, and even white small business yeah. America, which is where I was coming yeah. from too. So it's, it's, it's different. different. It's it is different working with a room or, or a business full of, you know, white people. It's not as diverse, mm-hmm. you know, they're pushing more diversity now because mm-hmm. they've gotten in trouble for it. But like, it's but that's not the business model. It's not the business model. And, in my opinion, they haven't. They still haven't made the adjustments that they mm-hmm. needed. So I've been. They they say, "Oh, be your true, authentic self." But a lot of them look down on me because you know I'm young. I have a son. I'm not married. You know, so mm-hmm. they they already have this perception, or they don't want to work with me based off that fact. Right. 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 And. Right. I don't want to answer to anyone anymore or you know a lot of people have are being laid off right now because of Mm, the times yeah and I don't want to be at someone's disposal yes and I feel as though because I do have a son I have a whole family now that I would never I don't ever want to be in a position where I am at someone else's disposal Mm -hmm. I'm scared because I don't know what else to do I don't have a plan B C you know what I'm saying so that transition for me is happening right now and I think I'm I'm stepping out on faith you know um trying to get everything together so I can 
eventually make that transition from corporate to entrepreneurship but like I always knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur yes I always knew that I I loved fashion since a young young age mm-hmm. and I I never thought about creating my own clothing line or anything okay. like that okay I never thought about working for a record label mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying but like you said because we're believers and if opportunity persists you know presents itself to mm-hmm. me I'm going to take it because I'm okay with that and you don't know like I said, you don't know where you're supposed to be at. We have an idea of what we think. Mm-hmm. And sometimes even what you thought was just for that season. Yeah. And so the experience that you're getting with corporate will in turn help you with your business because you understand certain practices. You understand why it works. You know what you want mm-hmm. to incorporate in your business to make it more inclusive um, and where different cultures have different experiences that are beneficial to your business. Like, for example, my business partner now is Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really know how they got down. I'm like, she off the hinges. But I appreciate it so much because it's such a refreshing balance for me. And I've dealt with a lot of different um, nationalities just because of the industry that I'm in. And this is the best relationship I've had thus far. And so, but then there's us doing business together where we have similar upbringings, which there's an appreciation for that too. Mm -hmm. So just making sure that you're giving yourself opportunities to remain open. I think going into entrepreneurship is just remaining open and remaining um, ready to seize the opportunity and to see what's what. And, but obviously preparing for that, making sure that your finances and your credit are in order so that when you have to take that leap of faith, if you don't have cash, you need to make sure you have credit right? so that you can step out and do your own thing. And had I not prepared that way, when the, opportunity to expand and get a bigger space and a nicer space in the middle of a pandemic happened, I wouldn't have been able to take advantage of the opportunity. And then on the other end of that, it's such a testament to being faithful Mm -hmm. and to allow... And allowing God to take control of your situation because it's like, dang, I just expanded in the middle of a pandemic. I literally just, and and that's what I was thinking when you were talking about that. I said, in my mind, like, I've never came up with so many ideas or even took so much on my plate until the pandemic hit. Yeah, when you're not, when other people are falling apart, right? And I refuse to fall apart. And mm -hmm. I think that's where you and I see eye to eye with. I don't care what goes on. Mm-hmm. As long as I'm good, my family's good, I'm going to make sure I'm working towards, you know, just being the best part of, of me and having myself all the way together. Absolutely. Because if I don't, I have I have people that depend on me. Exactly. And exactly. because I have people that depend on me, I can't. I can't afford to lose. And you're depending on you. You know what you're built, the way that you're built. You know what 
ideas and visions and dreams that you have so you will be doing yourself a disservice exactly. to not even try yeah. so just like you wake up every day and you try to help somebody else's business flourish if you're interested in being an entrepreneur bet on yourself every trip. and yeah, yeah and be responsible about it but i tell people all the time where if you're trying to tap into entrepreneurship the most important thing for you to do is give yourself enough time to be able to expand on what you want for you so if you're working 50 60 hours a week for somebody else it's very hard to find time to work on your own stuff yeah. Yeah. and and you can see that where yeah. it's just like you either don't get any sleep and at some point you're going to crash and you're yeah. not going to feel well and it's going to be more of an issue for you to get back on solid ground and then you falling behind on your other stuff. So I do encourage people to make sure that you take care of your responsibilities and keep it balanced so that you don't lose yeah. yourself. Um, like when I opened my business, I remained working for somebody else for six months. Mm -hmm. I didn't just get my own business and quit right. because how am I pay my bills? <laughs> like you bills? still have to take care of your responsibility. And, and that's where I'm at right now. Like my white corporate America money is, or I shouldn't even say white, my corporate money is funding is, everything is else, funding my bills, mm -hmm. you know? So, and everything else, you know, um, that's things some, that I need for yeah. Lucky Way and mm -hmm. just different other things, you know. Our private event company, so the Pretty and Petty podcast. Exactly. But how I think of it is this. I'm working 40, 50, 60 hours. Exactly. To make someone else rich. Mm -hmm. I can be doing the same thing to make myself rich. Right. And... I'm also looking at it as I could be making way more money than I am. I make I do very well for myself, don't get me wrong, but I could be making more. Absolutely. As an entrepreneur. If you can do that for somebody else and you have the spirit of entrepreneurship, I do not believe that, that everybody that. should be an entrepreneur. Right. There are more workers than there are mm -hmm. leaders. And we don't ever want you guys to feel as though working a nine to five is wrong because it's not. Yeah, because eventually we're going to be hiring people yeah. that work a traditional yeah. schedule. And it's important to understand who you are, what's your personality type. Yeah. I know some people that are entrepreneurs that have no business. And the reason why they're making the money that they're making is because they're not true entrepreneurs mm -hmm. or the reason that they keep having issues with people the landlord that i just got done with she has no business having a staff mm -hmm. because you don't even know how to work with people and you're petty and you're a little bit of a narcissist so it's a little bit hard to lead from that mm -hmm. you know from that personality type and so and, you know, and people don't always do well with their money. Some people need somebody to build that structure yeah. in. I would do both. If I had enough time and it made sense, I would do both. Because I like the stability of knowing that you're going to get your benefits. Um, yeah. Knowing that you're essential. Knowing that when funding is put out there, like this pandemic gave a perfect example. Because I'm my own business... When that initial funding came out, I didn't I wasn't eligible for any of that because it was for people that worked and that were employees. So right. the PPP originally wasn't for us. And so 
it's like I can understand why that is the safer route. And for me included, I I agree with the nine to five structure. But when you know in your heart that you're supposed to be doing more and that you're a leader, you're doing yourself a disservice and you're not living in your purpose. And so though I think that a nine to five is a great option Mm -hmm. for me personally and for Erica personally, it's not part of our purpose. And And so my nine to five was really 14 hour days. Mm -hmm. I, I just remember I haven't, it's, it's changed a little bit since the pandemic, but before I'm working long ass hours. And for some people that works and they thrive in that and they feel good about it. But with personalities like ours that have so many different interests, it doesn't leave a lot of time for you to do other things. Everybody can't be an entrepreneur. But for those of you who do find that calling and do think that that's somewhere that you're supposed to be, prepare yourself for that. So in Erica's case... My advice to Erica and my advice to anybody else who is interested in tapping into entrepreneurship or feel on their heart that that's something that they're supposed to be doing and they're scared of it, start that process. Start preparing your mind for that. Start preparing your finances for that. You're working right now. Mm -hmm. Putting money aside regularly so that you can make sure (laughs) that if the opportunity comes, Mm -hmm. because even when I... This is actually interesting. I forgot about this. So when I tapped into entrepreneurship, it was purely because the opportunity presented Presented itself. itself, I was online looking at spaces because like I said, I'm preparing myself for the idea of having my own space, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't really actively looking. And I had a great situation. I was making great money working for somebody else. So I was looking, I'm on Craigslist and boom, this place popped up Mm -hmm. and it was almost too good to be true. So I went, I looked at the space and because I had prepared myself mentally, I had prepared myself with my certificates and everything that I needed. I got my license together. I had my LLC already. I was financially okay with taking this leap of faith. When the opportunity presented myself, presented itself, I was ready Mm -hmm. and I was able to sign the lease the day I went in to look at this space. And so I encourage people to put that money aside because even if you decide down the road, okay, I'm tripping. I really should work for somebody. That's more my style. I just wanted to be an entrepreneur because I ain't want nobody telling me what to do. Mm -hmm. And you decide that that's not really the best route for you. Now you got 10 sacks in your savings that you didn't have before. So no matter what, you're not going to lose by preparing yourself. You're not going to lose by getting more education and doing internships and shadowing people in the field or taking those meetings like, okay, you spend some time, but you're going to spend the time anyways. The 24 hours you're going to get regardless. So make the most of it. it, And at some point you're going to have to seize the opportunities and there's only there are only so many hours in the day so don't wear yourself down so much working for somebody else that you end up too exhausted to work on your own stuff and And i think that's 
seizing the opportunity is key mm-hmm. because I remember two years ago I'm working at ABC mm-hmm. and I'm on the computer looking at manufacturers that I can mm-hmm. use for yeah and at that the time work. I didn't even know Love UA was going to be called Love exactly mm-hmm. I'm online looking at stuff and I remember being at ABC and I'm like I don't my dream because my before entering or working for ABC, like my dream was to be the top 10, one of the mm-hmm. top 10 correspondents, you mm-hmm. know, in the country. Then when I began working there, my dream was to start my own media company. Mm-hmm. I should have known right then and there, like your dreams are way too big just to be working where you are. Right. But it didn't come until years later two years later this pandemic came, and then I started really focusing mm-hmm. and and diving into what I what I feel like what I'm called to do and what I what I really really want to do and and you still like you said I didn't think I was gonna be working for a record label mm-hmm. that's still media yeah and so yeah. your none of your experiences will go to waste yes. it might be shifted a little bit or yeah. you may be working under something else um, as far as title wise or in a different industry, but those skills will never go to waste. So I just encourage people to start that process. Don't be afraid to see how great you can be because you're only doing a disservice to yourself yourself. and honestly a disservice to us because we want to buy you know we want to support you we want to see you know what you're made of just as much as you should want to see those things so even if you're not motivating yourself enough let us motivate you and encourage you to step out you know what you're made of you know no matter what people have told you Mm -hmm. no matter how discouraging people are you gonna be all right so just start the process you 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 got it you You got got it it. we got it yes we all got it and this is an exciting time it is the perfect time to actually start your journey because you ain't got nothing but time and trust the process it's not gonna be an easy process no i i got a phone call maybe a couple months ago that almost it took me out i'm not gonna lie Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it was pertaining to my company and just just understand that not everyone is going to value your business like you are exactly so it doesn't matter about the trials and tribulations that go along with being an entrepreneur trust the process even if it's there's highs there's lows you know and just roll with the punches Mm -hmm. and make sure you stand on 10 feet or 10 toes down at all times. Yeah. All times. So we're excited for y'all. We hope that this at least gave you a little bit of encouragement um, to either go into entrepreneurship or choose not to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so if you guys have any questions or just want to talk more about that journey, we will keep you guys posted on like what we're experiencing. This is something that is near and dear for me and Erica, and we want to be you know, of some assistance and Absolutely. of some help. So and make sure you guys follow us on Pretty and Petty Podcast Instagram and stay tuned for more episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thank y'all. Peace. That was oh, that good. was so good. Yeah, that was good. I think it flowed really well. <laughs>